Welcome to the Ready, Set, Show podcast with DT and Letty. Ready, Set, Showtime. What's up, bitches? It's DT. What's up, hoes? It's Letty. And welcome to episode 67 of the Ready, Set, Show podcast. Letty, we back in here. We back because my bitch ass got sick. (laughs) How dare you get sick? I know, right? I blame hey, I blame the festival and stress. I got a flu shot. I ain't had one since '98. I've never had the flu, and I've never had the flu shot. I didn't have the flu though. It was like some virus I got. Well, I wasn't gonna get it, but due to what all's been going on with me, my doctor recommended yeah. it. The myth is normally you'll get when the you flu. get it, yeah. yeah, you feel like ass the next day or the next few days. And I felt some aches and pains for a little bit, but surprisingly, I really didn't get sick. So well, that's good. I, I dude, I hate being sick, but when I get sick, exactly. it's bad. Dude, this, this what was it Wednesdays when I got sick? Yeah, because yeah, I, I was, was I was able to come over and take Darcy for y'all, and then like Wednesday, it hit me hard. Yeah. I sat there on my couch for like a good four hours and did not move one muscle. All I did was watch Netflix, and I couldn't move. Mo came over because I couldn't get out of the house, and he brought me two two liters of Sprite, and he like oh. he like touched my arm, and he was like, "Damn, man!" He's like, "You are burning the hell up." I worked that night before with like a fever of 101 Jesus. all night and didn't even know it. Damn, I knew lucky I, they didn't send you home. Well, the nurses at work wanted me to take a four day medical, and I looked straight at him and was like, "I can't afford it because you don't get paid for it." No. And their eyes, like, they gave me this what-the-hell look, and I'm like, I I can't afford it. So I used my last vacation day, took the night after that off, slept for, like, a good 16 hours, drank me some liquor, slept, woke up Thursday morning, and I felt so much better. Good. Oh, I did. It's probably all day catching up, which uh, the Exit 111 Festival that Letty... It's fucking amazing. I'll let y'all know about that when we kick off the music segment. Yeah, yeah. We're going to save that. We're going to be discussing a lot of stuff. Metallica, we thought they canceled a tour over in Australia and New Zealand, but apparently they're back headlining five festivals. In America. In America. America. So we'll discuss that. Uh, they're making a docuseries on Takashi 69 apparently. Which is um, weird. Weird as fuck. <laughs> just won't go away. He just will not go away. Then we're going to talk some gaming news. We got the Terminator T-800 came out on MK-11. We got a new update in Fortnite. And, oh, my God, if you heard me act like a nine-year-old about Fortnite before. I mean, he did. When I showed up last week, he was stoked. (laughs) Now, I'm telling you, legendary update. We're going to talk the black hole where there was no Fortnite for two days. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Kids lost their fucking mind, dude. It was crazy. (laughs) I need my Fortnite. I sent a crackhead. (laughs) Just sitting there, they're scratching. They're just like, I need it. We're going to talk some vaping news here shortly. And then we, uh, we got a cool, creepy poster for you guys come closer and in a rant we're gonna rehash something we discussed last year the famous paranormal investigators of all time the goats legends ed and larry warren and uh, let me re- let me re-say that because that sounded a little and mixed La- together. Ed Lorraine. <laughs> Ed and Lorraine Warren. <laughs> We're going to do like a little skeptic versus believer as I'll let you all know Letty is a skeptic of the paranormal. Yeah. 
and I am a believer. We will mix and mash, and then we're going to take a few famous Ed Lorraine stories. I don't know why I can't say Lorraine. Lorraine. But Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? Let's just say if it was real, how would we react in this situation? So that's going to be the show today. But Letty, other than the Exit 111 Festival, you got to save that because it's oh, good. Yeah. What have you been up to since the last episode? Well, I've just been recuperating, uh, working, trying to get better from this sickness I've had. Spending time with Ruby. Ruby had uh, cheer pictures, and you got to see her in her outfit. She's I, I heard, I heard one of her cheers a minute ago, dude. She's doing good. She dude. loves cheering, dude. All I heard yesterday, from the time she put on her outfit, she didn't want to take it off. I had to tell her to go change into some to a nightgown or something last night. I had to make her. She did not want to take her damn cheer. Dedication, outfit off. man. I respect it. Seriously, she's got some serious de- dedication for this dang team, and it it makes me happy. It makes I know it makes her dad and her stepmom proud. Like we can't wait for the first game. It's gonna so. be awesome. But besides that, that's the only blue other thing. Blue collar work. Yeah, blue collar work. <laughs> eleven to seven grind. The eleven to seven grind. What you been up to, DT? Working, burning up the Fortnite update. I'm telling you, this update. If you're going to start playing, this would be a good one. I'm, I'm going to go into full detail about it. Dude, Ruby even asked me if she could start playing Fortnite. Yeah, I know. I was like, I don't know, Ruby. I'd have to talk to your dad and stuff like that. Well, Kinsley, you know, she's about to be yeah. four here in a few weeks. So if you want to throw some early birthday wishes, Kinsley's way. That's oh, yeah, cool, definitely, guys. y'all. Telling you, she's been on there playing, and sometimes I can't get the damn controller back. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's crazy. And she used to watch me play yeah. There was a point in time like where she would watch me and then she really didn't care for it. But this update, she's all about it. And I think it started from the live event, which we'll yeah. go over all that. But we were playing that, hanging with the family, man. I mean, you know, times were still tough. Thought a friend of mine was had a car lined up for me. He even had it to where dude was going to let me, like, I think I talked to you about it, put 300 down, yeah. right? Oh, this whole week. I told him, he told me on a Monday, I'm like, dude. Thursday, I got yeah. you. He knew that. I'm thinking, now, wouldn't you think he would maybe, like, call dude? I don't know. Maybe he did and yeah. said, hey, he can do it, but it'll be Thursday. So, Thursday, I'm, like, excited. Like, yeah, man. I mean, you know, it ain't the greatest-looking car, but shit, it's a car. I call him. He's like, I just got up. Let me text him. He texts me back. He sold it. I'm like, dude, <laughs> wow. I just can't catch a break. October, get the hell out of here. You bring me on, off. bring on November, because that's when like one, that's when like Thanksgiving hits, and everybody just gets to pig out. Yeah, but other than that, man, just work. I mean, it's been okay, but just work. Yeah, it's work. <laughs> but Letty, uh, we got some vaping news, uh, as you yeah, know. We, do. we under attack, but we did have some good news actually. There's been a lot of negative around vaping, especially so, around here, because everybody's. Doo, doo, doo. So uh, yeah, really, <laughs> really, really. Let's start right there. Actually, I've had a few people at work tell me, like they see me vaping. Yeah. And, and literally, I think I, the guy that was gonna get the car for me, I think he's on Nick Salts now. He started vaping. He's yeah. on those Nick Salts. I didn't know you had to have a special call for those. Did uh, you know that? I didn't know that, but I know uh, Haley, the one I went to the festival with. She yeah. has like one of them, like. And smoke little things that it takes the Nick salts. Oh, I didn't know. And that. that's all. It, that's all she can vape, is the Nick salts out of her little 
it takes the pods. I can't remember the name of oh, it. Yeah. And I hit it, and I ain't going to lie, man. It was like 50 Nick, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like I had smoked three menthols. Well, he explained it to me. I don't know. It just sounded to me like like we would probably have to do a three because apparently it's stronger. It I is. don't know. I kind of really didn't understand the way he explained it, so I'm like, ah, I'll just vape it. But he didn't have it on him, so I couldn't try it. But I've had a few people tell me, now, you know that's killing people. We even had a judge here say that. And that's now the perception that the media has stirred up that now when you vape, you're going to die. Well, see, what happened to me at work is there there was an old dude named Charlie. He's he's pretty cool as hell. And I got a woman named Shauna and our maintenance man named Worley. We were all out there vaping, and one of them was like, I heard, he's like, vaping's under attack, isn't it? They're hitting them really hard. And I was sitting there talking to him. I explained to him what was going on and what more than likely happened before the cartridges with the cyanide was found. Yeah. And basically, I called it, and I was telling them about it. And once I told them, you know, some facts like, were they smokers before? Do they clean their vapes like they need to? Are they getting good juices? Because Worley, he was like, I didn't even know you could have homemade juices. I'm like, yeah, man, people make them all the time. Yeah, yeah. There's companies that, you know, send them to labs to get them made so they're made correctly and they're not going to, you know, make people sick and all that good shit. Yeah. After I told them about that, they're like, well, I can see how it's weird how they're making it out that vaping's killing people. Yeah. So I've had that experience at work, but, you know, I sat down, I told them everything, and they're like, okay. And I'm like, that's, I was like, it's no difference than the person sitting beside me smoking a cigarette. Cigarette's been killing people for decades. Why aren't people talking about it? It's just a norm now. Yeah, and you know, something that I noticed was brought up. I've watched so much stuff, forgive me. I think Dash Vapes. If you want good information, go to Dash Vapes YouTube channel. That dude has great information. Yeah. But he was like, you know, a lot of these kids that are admitting to vaping, and usually it's Jewel or some kind of pod. Jewel is like that uncle... That's a drunk dumbass that, that you that'll don't get claim. You, that, that, yeah, that you don't claim. But if you ever need somebody to get you anything that you're not old enough to get, yeah. that's who you go to. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's what Joel is in the vaping community. He brought up an interesting point. A lot of these kids, though they are admitting to vaping, and like I heard this one kid told his mom, I guess he, he got pneumonia and it got worse, and he, he unfortunately did pass away. And our thoughts go out to everybody oh, yeah. that's lost their life. But, I mean, we we got to be real here. Yeah. This mom was like, you know, oh, he told me it was okay and, you know, it helps you get off smoking and stuff like that. But uh, Dash Face was like a lot of these kids, though they're admitting to vaping, they're not admitting to smoking weed exactly. and stuff like that. Now, that's what it is. And he sent in their mystery shoppers. Yeah. He sent them into two convenience stores. What do you know? Both of them sold. Hell, I think neither one of them asked for ID, or I think one did. Dude said he left it at home. Boom. Head shops did the same thing. No, one head shop, I think, might have turned him down, and the other one did. It's something like that. Yeah. He sent them into three vape shops. Even even his own, Dash Vapes, apparently is a vape shop, too. Yeah. None of them did. Exactly. None of them. Now, that's three. Now, there may be some that slipped through, but they wasn't playing that. No, oh, dude, no. you ain't got ID. We ain't going on it. So, that was cool, but a lot of these kids are not admitting to it, and it's liquid form, you know, THC, and, and, and I don't want this to be a black eye on, on, on 
you know, marijuana, THC, you know, yeah. bud, whatever you want to call it. Because, let's be honest, that's doing good things too, but somebody has made a batch of this shit, and it's shitting on both companies. It is. And it's it making really us all look bad. Now, we do have some good news. Vaping360.com last week came with some good and bad news, but uh, I heard this talked about on Mountain Vapors, which is Ryan Hall. I think he does, like, Mountain Vapes up in Kentucky. And I had heard him mention something about New York uh, had appealed a ban or yeah. put a, uh, held off temporarily on a ban, right? Now, oh, listen yeah. to this. New York, and good news, New York and federal court, a panel of judges from the New York State Appellate Division unanimously granted a temporary restraining order to the Vapor Technology Association, VTA for short, Benevolent E-Liquids and Perfection Vapes, which have sued the New York Department of Health to overturn Government Cuomo's flavor ban. That means the state is, quote, temporarily enjoyed and prevented from enforcing, unquote, the flavor ban until the court rules on a motion for preliminary injunction. That motion is set to be heard on October 18th. The TRO represents the first setback to any of the governors who have banned vaping products through executive actions. Well, that's some good news. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, and then apparently good news from the vapor industry today. The Maryland Federal District Court granted our motion to intervene the PMTA deadline lawsuit. We are now parties to the case and can appeal the Fourth Circuit. So that's some good news. Yeah. Now, they some other ones like Oregon, I think, is, is, is implementing a ban. Washington State. You know, so there's still some that are that are being shitty. Yeah. I mean, dude, this is just ridiculous. I mean, you could take proof to the government, but once they have a vendetta, man, oh, it's seriously. just like, but I don't think this one's going to be so easy for them. Oh, I don't think it is either. I mean, maybe the ban happens. I think it's going to go back and forth until, event this is what I'm hoping happens, until eventually they're just like, all right, well, let's look into this. Hopefully they yeah. will actually look into it instead of, you know, just sit there and be misinformed like a lot of them are. And a lot of them are a bunch of hard-headed motherfuckers that don't want to listen. Yeah. You know, you'll get your few who do want to listen. Yeah. And want to get informed, you know. But there's always, you know, them few assholes who just don't care. They're e set in their exactly. ways. I mean, it's always been the same thing for, like, marijuana, too. Yeah. All, yeah. They, all they're just like, well, you're over here getting high and it's illegal. And I'm just like, well, you can make it not illegal. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Terry, who's a who's a big fan of the show. What's up, and, Terry? Uh, Terry. He, Terry, did you put it in reverse? Yeah. <laughs> put it in reverse, Terry. You always, <laughs> and who's now a big fan of Spoopy Time. Spoopy which, Time. This will be that name of the episode. It showed me this, and he just thought this was ridiculous. But this stuff, see what I'm saying? The media is not helping at oh, all. Oh, they're not. They like they like to get their their reads, their views, their clicks. So they're gonna make it seem as shitty as possible yeah like this article from the tennessee and an adult man in nashville tennessee is the first person keywords first person first. to die from a vaping related illness in tennessee city and state health officials announced on thursday the death of a man who has not been publicly identified is under investigation by the tennessee department of health and the nashville metro public health department new releases said the man's death was quote-unquote recent, but no date was provided. At least 53 people in Tennessee, mostly adolescents and young adults, have exhi exhibited symptoms of vaping-related illnesses. 
according to the state government. That tally is part of a nationwide outbreak that has sickened 1,299 people and killed 26, according to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. Um, I want to know what are these illnesses? Exactly. I mean, funny (laughs) thing is, this, this is just so crazy to me how... Like we've said many a times, and I will stick to this argument, vaping's been out for a while. Why now? Exactly. Why now? I mean, if you people don't understand and see that clearly this is something else that has came from left field. Yeah. I don't know what more to tell you. I don't know if Big Tobacco's throwing some money in your pocket to get rid of vaping, which I'll stick. That's my number one cause of this, I think. Uh, I mean, you go up to a kid, family may not have a lot of money. Hell, I don't give a damn if they do or don't. Hey, we'll give you ten, five, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. Just say this. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, our thoughts do go out to these people that have lost their lives and their families. And, I mean, again, we have nothing against you guys, but I just find this hard to believe. I don't know, and, and maybe they got a hold of some bad juice that somebody made at home. Exactly. Now, that, that could happen, too. But my thing is, we pay these police officers and these health officials, this, that. Go after the people putting this stuff out here. Exactly. Go after the people who's making these bogus cartridges that's killing people, which was proven, you know, that they got what this type of cyanide in it. Yeah. What it is is, I actually read something about it. It's the two chemicals in it. Whenever they combust and mix together, it's what makes the cyanide. Yeah, and I'll, vitamin E. Yeah, is what I've heard. Yeah, too. it's like it's it's whatever the chemical is mixed with the vitamin E. Whenever they mix together and they get heated up, because you can't burn a a weed cartridge basically at yeah. a high temperature. Yeah, because if you do that, you'll just ruin it. Like you'll straight up, it'll turn black and you can't use it anymore. And who's to say somebody don't keep hitting that? Exactly. If you keep hitting that, you're basically, for one, it's useless. You're not going to be getting the effect you want. And for two, that right there can kill you, too, because you're putting in your body something that's bad. I'm sorry. I just find it hard to believe it's vaping. I mean, you want to get rid of Juul and all them little backdoor and take it out of, like you said, I think gas stations are a problem. Yeah, they should not be able to sell anything vaping related. No, they should not. From from legit, like, smoking shit, like vaping, actual vaping. I don't consider Juuls and shit like that actual vaping things. I don't either. That right there is just, like, for people who's too lazy to light a cigarette, <laughs> basically. Really, really, yeah. So, because I know at some, you know, tobacco outlets, you can buy uh, cools. You can buy juices now, too. Yeah. I don't think they should be able to sell that. No. And I'm going to tell you this. You want to get rid of smoking. They say so bad. They make such a big deal about smoking. They raise cigarette prices, all this. But then something comes along that helps people to quit smoking that doesn't have a lot of side effects. It's not like your Nicorette yeah, gum or patches exactly. that make you feel like shit. 13 million people, to be exact. You got UK going to put them in their hospitals, and, and man, they just can't believe this is going on here. I, I've seen a lot of UK you know, news outlets and stuff you're talking about, and they're just baffled by this. But And, and then, then something happens, and then you want to ruin it, and then all of a sudden say... You know, put it up there with smoking. It's just, man, the government makes no sense. No. And they wonder why so many people give them crap and, and just are always on their head about yeah. something. This is why, man. Dude, it's exactly. just so damn frustrating. But 
I don't know, lady. What do you What do you got in closing, man? I'm just hoping that there's not a ban that sticks. I'll let let them go back and forth as much as they want. Hopefully, they'll open their eyes, realize, hey, we were misinformed. Let's listen to these people who actually have their shit together and actually have facts, and we'll realize, hey, maybe we need to learn. Everybody that I've heard, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everybody that I've heard speak up for vaping are the most well-spoken, full of facts, full of nothing but facts. They've even said, you all keep sitting here saying there isn't a, we don't know a lot about vaping. We don't have a lot of data, but yet there's a lot of data. There is a lot of data. You guys just don't want to listen. Now let's find a happy ground, one that doesn't somehow benefit the government more than vaping community and the vape stores and stuff. I mean, be realistic. Let these small shops flourish as well. Hopefully that happens. But guys, if anybody that vapes out there that listens to the show, I know we do have some uh, people listening to the show that vape. Give us your take, man. What do you think? What do you think's a great solution? And it's Nashville death. I just hope it doesn't hit Tennessee. Cause... That's the only thing I'm scared of now. Now that there's a death in Nashville, I'm afraid that... Oh, I'm not afraid. I'm still vaping. It doesn't Oh, yeah. Matter. I mean, I don't give a shit if they put a ban on it or not. I yeah. got enough juice to last me a good four or five months. I got one word for you. China. Oh, yeah. Because that's where oh, I'm ordering yeah. from. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. But I like the Chinese. They got balls. They're, oh, ban? Oh, how many you need? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't care. Like, but, oh, there's a ban. Here we go. I'll send you these six bottles and their actual juices. So Exactly. But Letty, who you shouting out this week? My shout out this week. You know, I'm always going to shout out Ruby. She's the one that keeps me going. The rooster. Oh, yeah. Whenever I called her and told her I was sick that day. <laughs> She was just like, I'm sorry, you feel bad, mommy. And, like, it almost made me Makes feel, feel bad. It, ma- it made me feel better, but I almost got, I almost started crying because she was apologizing to me because I was sick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got to give a shout-out to DT for giving me this opportunity. Yeah, you know, come on here. Read creepypastas and bitch darn spoopy time. It's one of my favorite things to do. Got to give a shout-out to everyone who's been on the show, from Mo to Cheetah to ben ej and kevin i mean we couldn't have much better guests on here can't wait yeah. to have have them on here more hopefully next week yeah hopefully great. hopefully next week we'll have ghost hunters part two <laughs> fingers crossed guys fingers crossed and i gotta give a shout out to you listeners i mean whether you've been listening since day one or this was your first episode thank you for y'all support if you like us comment yeah yeah for sure we, we need some interaction sometimes i get bored on facebook have a conversation with us Dude, I have a Florida State fan page. I just randomly started on Facebook. Yeah. I don't even post on there that much. Got almost a thousand followers Damn. on it. I put up a post like ten people post. So I'm like over there posting <laughs> episodes. You yeah. just like listen, yeah. follow this. But DT, who you shouting out? Me, I gotta thank my beautiful family. Hard times, hard times in the old October, which ironically is one of my favorite months I know, of the right? year. <laughs> But, hey, man, I mean, you get down on yourself, you feel bad, you feel like things are your fault. My best advice, look, man, one thing about me, I, I never give up. And even though, good God, you know that there's a song by Crazy Town called Black Cloud. And I, I think that sometimes describes my, there's a little black cloud that hangs over me. <laughs> like, that's what I really feel sometimes. But, man, you just got to keep going, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I told you guys, you see bad days sometimes more than the old good days definitely but that's life my friends keep your head up i love my family they're beautiful and we love each other hey that's family for you gotta thank letty co-host of the year <laughs> glad glad she took this journey with me 67 episodes and, and we killing the game right oh, now definitely. i'm proud of us man 
We've got to thank Drama Bryant, who uh, probably has set a selfie record on Facebook. And for, who, for daily selfies. Who I think might possibly be a lesbian now. <laughs> uh, she posted a pic, which she, uh, it was some girl's name. I can't remember the girl's name. And she said, and I got her number, Craig, or something Ooh, like that. Get yeah, it, girl. yeah, drive a good time. Pussy. <laughs> I got to thank Kellen, the man, the myth, the legend, the one that got all this in motion. Thank you, Kellen. You're the man. It's been a long time. Holla at me. Everyone that's been on the show, family, friends, Terry, shout out to Terry. Thank all you guys, new listeners. We appreciate everybody's support. Guys, go to our Facebook page, at RSS Podcast. There is a pin post at the top of the page. Anything relating to the show, email. Hell, you want to call us about anything. You're feeling down about anything. Call us, talk to us. We don't give a damn. Yeah, I don't care. You want to find out where where all our streaming platforms are at, where all you can find this show, they're all there. You want to find out all our social media pages, they're all there. Like, comment, anything, man. Suggestions. Hey, guys, try this out. We would love to hear it, guys. Oh, yeah. But thank you all so much. All right, Letty. Let's talk music. Music. You know when I do that music and intro yeah. thing, it's I sound like Captain Caveman. Remember Captain, <laughs> Captain Caveman? I might have to change that. But Letty, tell us about your your wonderful Exit experience. 111 experience. Oh man, where to begin? Okay. First off, how many bands did you you see? I I seen. Oh my God! I seen at least thirteen. Thirteen. I so, want to say roughly thirteen. Name your top five best and just and just go there. Okay, starting at number five, I'll I'll, I'll I can actually rank these because whew, it was such an amazing weekend. Yeah. Number five definitely has to go to New Year's Day. It's my second time seeing them. They put on an amazing performance like they did. You actually did you actually get to watch yeah, that I live stream? Yeah, I watched it. I live streamed some of these. Number five has to be them. Number four, Coheed and Cambria. Ooh, wow. they put on one hell of a show. Damn. Damn. Okay. Okay. I'll give number six, New Year's Day. Okay. Number five, Coheed and Cambria. Mm-hmm. Number four has to go to uh, Anthrax. 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 Right. Oh, man. Scott Ian, he was looking fine as hell up there. <laughs> oh, man. That was the first mosh pit I got into the whole weekend. Amazing. Number three is Whitechapel. Nice. The energy from that crowd was fucking amazing number two has to go to Def Leppard and number one was Slayer they put on hands down the best show ever damn Deftones how'd they do Deftones did great the only thing is, is I had to leave early because I was gonna go get a good spot for Coheed and Cambria Chino coming out in all white I, I know man put on black dude and it, and, <laughs> it, it and it surprised me my dad was like Deftones are tone deaf because he didn't li- he didn't like them well, he knows vocals, man. Look, I've heard that dude come out and sound great. Yeah, and then I've he heard him great. come out and sound like absolute shit. Well, the only thing is, the only thing, the reason my dad didn't like it, because you know how they have that low, drawn-out sound on everything that they do? Yeah, they do. My, yeah. my dad doesn't like he, that. Like the muddy guitar, yeah, drop he, D. Yeah, yeah. He, he, wasn't like, he wasn't having that. But yeah. for all you Slayer fans, if y'all ever wanted to see Slayer in person... <laughs> 
It's never happening because this was their last live show that this past exit one eleven. Damn, dude, that's sad. Man. And I ain't gonna lie, like Slayer. If you've never been in a mosh pit, don't start out with Slayer. <laughs> yeah. But it was pretty great. First day we went and we watched uh, the Paranormal Sarke. That was amazing. Was like it? it was hands down. I watched this dude pull out five people from a box. The bottom of it wasn't covered. We were from the side, so we could not see anybody going up from it. They pulled out five people from the same box. Three women and then a black dude pops out. And I'm like, my mind was blown. I was sitting there talking to Kimmy. And she was like, what if one of us popped out of this box? I was like, listen, if I randomly showed up in this box, I would be confused. What if you were in the box the whole time? And then he just pulls us out one yeah, by one. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Because the way the show started out, you know, it was all paranormal. It was like all freaky and shit, which I loved hands down. They, there's a midget clown. Wow. It was it was amazing. Uh, <laughs> it started out a bunch of um, people on, like, gymnastic bars. Yeah. There were six of them, and it's in this rectangle. They had a bar in the middle, and they were all jumping over each other, and they were all in sync, and it was amazing. Then they went to the um, the midget clown, who was just, you know, out heckling everybody. It was, yeah. it was hilarious. Then they went to the magician dude, like, just pulling people out of boxes and sawing shit in half and next thing you know he'd pop up at the side of the stage and i'm like dude where did he come from wow but the one thing that got my heart racing the most okay have you ever seen them pendulums with the two circle ends yeah and everybody runs on them and they go around in circles yeah they had that there and the the guy who got up there you know he's sitting there doing his tricks going around in circles and he got out a jump rope he wasn't on the inside of it. He was on the outside running around. So he yeah. gets out there, starts doing his jump rope act, and he gets caught up in it. Mm. He almost—he was at the top and almost falls. He takes his jump rope and just throws it. He's like, wow. no, I ain't doing this. So when they got done with that, <laughs> they all start doing the thriller dance at the end. Oh, wow. It was amazing. It was, oh, yeah, I can't forget about this guy. He was he was fine as hell. You've seen the uh, people who get and do the... Uh, called what the, the curtain dances and shit yeah he was doing that wow. and he he climbed his way all the way up to the top had it wrapped around him and he let go and he's sitting there falling at least a good 25 foot and he stops like five feet before he hits the ground oh god it was great wow if you can see it i would watch it that was the first thing we did tell them what you drank out of the last day there they they had these uh, little little beer chugging competitions. The reason they had the competitions is they only had a limited number of seats per show. Yeah. Whenever they would sell out, they would have like two extra tickets for these competitions. And what they did was the two clowns would come out and they had these strap-ons. And you know the like little water water bottle dicks you can find at Spencer's? No, I don't You've know. You've never that seen lady. these? No, I don't Man, know. Man, a that. lot of people have seen these. Well, it is it's a pecker-shaped water bottle. Looks just like a damn dick. They would fill them up people would get on their knees and chug it the winners are you sure you were at the paranormal team? yes i'm sure i was at the paranormal right. team. the winners got the tickets well me me and my cousin kimmy we went to go do this because the first day we was there there was these two grown-ass men that did it like seriously it these, wow they, they were like some of the menliest men i've ever seen but they got down on their knees and they chugged them beers <laughs> the only thing is you had to provide your own beer yeah well they were like, here's our last chance to do it. I was like, hop in there, get it. I'll run to the mega sports bar. I grabbed me a Natty Tallboy, which it's a Natty, it says a Natty Hard Seltzer. They're actually pretty damn good if you put Mio in them, especially the cherry lime ones, just so y'all know. Mm -hmm. Run back, 
Kimmy's in line. She She's like, listen, she's like, we want to do this together. I look at the clown. I was like, I don't want your tickets. I just want to suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, you guys just want to suck my dick just to do it? And I was like, yes. And I think we made her weekend because she mm. had the biggest fucking smile on her face. Wow. The main clown dude was like, well, give it up for the, the people we went up against. They were going to get the tickets no matter what. Yeah. We were doing it just for hell of it. And the yeah. guy goes, on the count of three, we got to start yelling, suck that dick. He's uh-huh. like, give it up for this team. And he's like, and give it up for Kim and her life partner, Silent Bob, because she didn't tell him my fucking name. So uh, my name was Silent Bob for the next three damn minutes. Which is a cool name. I know, actually. right? <laughs> so we're sitting there. They fill it up. Everybody's chanting, suck that dick. And I'm sitting there chugging it. Kimmy, Kimmy chugged it first, and I went. And then Kimmy, like, tears the damn top of it off and just we starts downing it. And I down it, too. Just for our enthusiasm, the dude was like, come here, you guys win something, even though y'all didn't want the tickets. Because I'm pretty sure the people who we were chugging against, I only just chugged straight Coke. Because I don't, I don't remember them selling Jack and Cokes and some tall boy yeah. shaped things. I think yeah. they chugged just straight soda. And I was like, that's cheating. Yeah. But they gave us a, a, a lighter piece that says Paranormal Cirque on it. And they gave us these light up cups. Kimmy's friend Haley that came with us. She walks over there, and he was like, what do you think you're getting? He's like, you're like that annoying friend that just hangs around and does nothing. And he starts dogging her, and we're all laughing. You know, she's a good sport. She took it. Yeah. Oh, man, but that right there was probably one of of my highlights of the damn weekend. Yeah. And, um... Oh man, when it comes to the bands, we we watched Anthrax first. Anthrax put on an amazing show. That's when Kimmy and Haley got on their first mosh pits. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was great, dude. Scott Ian was sitting there. He was like, "Are y'all ready to fucking thrash?" And everybody's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "I don't think you are," because there was a guy who was dressed up as a panda all weekend. Had the bodysuit with the big old panda head you can get from Walmart. He was like, "I didn't see that fucking panda raise his hand." So they like crowd surf him to the front. And he gets up there, and he's like, yeah. And then they start playing Madhouse. Mm-hmm. And we just start uh, moshing in Madhouse. We went and seen 10 Years. Yeah, dude. They did a, an amazing co- uh, cover of Heart Shaped Box. Yeah, it sounded awesome. Like, we were sitting there chilling. I was like, guys, we got to go because Slayer was coming on. So we mm-hmm. leave about 20 minutes early, grabbed ourselves a drink. We refilled my water hydration bladder, which is a number one key to bring. If you plan on moshing, you need something to hydrate. Mm-hmm. So we went off, we, we jammed the fuck out to Slayer. Like, it was amazing. That was probably the roughest mosh pit I've ever been in. Yeah. Like, hands, oh, yeah. Hands down. Kimmy got elbowed in the face. I got a cut on my ankle. Like, whenever Raining Blood started playing, everybody calmed down. Because, you know, at the beginning of it, you hear the beginning of that guitar mm. squeal. So we're sitting there. I'm like, I know what's coming on. And then you hear the dun dun dun, and everybody just starts moshing. And I was in the middle of this pit. It mm. just happened around me. So I'm like, I got to run or I'm going to get trampled. Yeah. Start running. Somebody like falls on me. I almost fall. And I finally get out of the pit. And I'm like, my ankle hurts. That's when I realized I'd been cut. Oh, well, shit. I didn't realize until I got back to the campsite. After them, we went and we watched Seether. The only thing I sucked about Seether was they were having audio issues. Yeah, that pisses bands off. Oh, too, yeah. Dude. Even the dude was like, listen, he's like, we're having audio issues. But fuck it. We're going to play like we normally would. It'll be cutting in and out. We ain't going to just quit because, you know, y'all paid to come see us, too. Yeah. So they were sitting there playing. I didn't watch Skinnerd. I listened to two songs because it went from, like, 80 degrees to 40 in, like, two songs. And I was like, nope, it's too cold for me. I was already, like, drenched in sweat. 
it rained during anthrax for like 10, 20 minutes. That's why your ass got sick. It caught up to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It definitely caught up with me. That was just the first day. Hell, yeah. The second day. Oh, man. The second day was probably my favorite day. If they put Slayer on the second on the second day, the second day would have been my best day, hands down. Mm-hmm. We went and we jammed out to White Chapel. That was the second band I seen, which I went and watched uh, New Year's Day by myself. If you guys ever go to a festival, I don't care who you're with, but take at least one time, go out there by yourself, walk the grounds, listen to a band, because it's a whole different experience when you're by yourself. For sure. I mean, I I talked to some people I'd never met in my life, like I'd known them my whole life. We jammed out to some good music. I went separate ways. It's crazy walking it by yourself. It's completely different. Yeah, you got to experience it for yourself. Oh, you have to. You have to. I went and jammed out to Whitechapel with Kimmy and Haley. We, Haley crowd surfed three times. This dude looked at me and was like, you want to crowd surf? I was like, man, I'm too fat for that. And he kept laughing at me. He asked mm-hmm. me like a good five or six times. Whitechapel was the second best show that day because we seen Def Leppard that night. What else did we do at second day? Damn, there's so much that happened. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. Def Leppard would have been my best show, but mm-hmm. the crowd was stingy. They were so stingy. No one would not let you move. No one would wouldn't let you rock the yeah, way you wanted to. Probably because they were eighty. Exactly. <laughs> you know. There's a bunch of old ass people down there in the front rows, and I'm sitting there like, I just want to go and show Def Leppard my titties, and I didn't get to. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do. I even they even had a catwalk. Def Leppard was the only band that had a catwalk. I just wanted to go and show them my titties, and I couldn't yeah. even move three foot without somebody like looking at me like I just stabbed them. And, uh, Fever 333 played that day. My boy was sitting there jamming out, and all of a sudden I look up, and he's taking his pants off on stage. Wow. The lead singer of Fever 333 takes his pants off, and he just starts jamming out, and he stops at the end of the song, and he goes, because I don't normally take my pants off. He's like, but I'm comfortable around you guys. He's like, I'm comfortable in my own body to do this. Are you guys cool if we do this? And you just hear the damn crowd go nuts, and he performs the next 30 minutes in his underwear. Mm. Just his underwear. Sounds like Maynard. <laughs> and uh, Alderbridge, they're great live. If you've not listened. Is that, is that, uh, that's, uh, who's their lead singer? Miles uh, Kennedy. Oh, okay. He, he, I'm thinking the, of somebody else. They're the people who sings uh, Edge's theme song in WWE. Yeah, oh, okay. The, I watched them perform uh, Blackbird. is beautiful. I thought that was who Creed, the Creed nah. members went there. I'm thinking of somebody else. Well, Mark Tremonti's a part of it. Might be. I yeah, I think that's what it is. But, oh, man, they were great live. And then on the third day, I went and watched From Ashes to New by myself. They mm-hmm. were pretty great. They did a cover of uh, In the End. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend listening to it. Coheed and Cambry was great. Lamb of God was amazing. I didn't get to watch them much because I was on my way to go watch Deftones. I was like, I have to get up yeah, front. for Deft- sure. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Cause I knew I knew DT was gonna want to listen to him. Yeah. I, I loved as much as I could. Yeah, it was awesome. And then the pit broke out beside me. <laughs> I thought, I mean, Slayer has the craziest pits I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. Deftones is second, really, because I look over. I was scared to jump in that pit because whenever those damn breakdowns would hit, there would be people over there jumping and just slamming their heads into each other, and it was it was crazy. Is like beautiful madness, so. Oh, wow. Uh, I watched Of Mice and Men. <laughs> I showed my titties to Of Mice and Men, <laughs> and I know everybody's seen it because uh-huh. they were getting ready to play the depths. And what they do is they made everybody get down real low, like everybody squatted down. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. He's like, when I say go, everybody's going to go nuts. 
and like right before he says go, I just stand up, flash him the whole band seeing my titties, mm-hmm. and I go back down. There's a video on Facebook that was like two seconds too short, or you would have seen my titties on Facebook. <laughs> That's probably why they had to cut That's it off. That's probably what they had to do, because they was like, man, this blonde bitch over here showing her titties. <laughs> but Kimmy was like, you did it! And I was like, I oh, know! Mm-hmm. But we jammed out to the depths by, of Mice and Men. Great love. Guns and Roses, that was the people who, that was the end. That was the last band. Last band, uh, uh. I mean, while we watched Coheed and Cambria at the beginning, Kimmy and Haley was like, I've never heard of them, but they're amazing. I was like, I was like, I've only listened to a few songs. They put on a great show. The damn crowd was amazing. That's one thing that makes a show for me is the crowd vibe. Yeah, yes, yes. If you don't have a good crowd, then it, no, it, it sucks. No, it's boring. It is. It is, yeah. I mean, no one was moshing to Coheed and Cambria, but it was still great. It was yeah. still a great vibe. You could tell everybody was into their music. Claudio was, he, he was immaculate as ever. They had these great, amazing light effects. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but with Guns and Roses, they're the only people who actually, like, shot off fireworks. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't enough to get excited about. Yeah. It was like every now and then, one or two would go off. They were 20 minutes late to play. Wow. So everybody was pissed. Yeah. We're just like... Yeah, that's one thing about festival crowds, man. They don't play that late shit. They they were supposed to go on... Because you're standing there, exactly. dude. You know? They were supposed to go on at 10 after 8. They didn't go on till 8.30. God. And I was, I was like, I bet Axel and Slash is back there fighting. Well, and even like with comedians, if you are late or you take too long, you're cutting into somebody else's set or time slot or whatever, causing them to have to quit a little earlier. Well, their whole entire set was three hours long. Yeah. I just wanted to hear Sweet Child of Mine. I just wanted to hear Slash like play that I would have guitar. just been interested if Axel's dumbass showed up. He did. And what was he looking like, Lady? Well, he was looking like a fat lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> looking like, my mom was like, he looks like Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, Axel sucked. His voice is gone. It's probably just because he's not been in the, in he's the not, game He's in not been in the game in a while, and you can tell that his his lifestyle and his party style, it's Called caught up, up to him. him. His yeah. vocals can't reach the range they used to. My dad was like, Axel needs to be shot and put out of his misery. <laughs> God. I was like, damn, Dad. I was like, he wasn't that bad. He's like, I know, but it's, it's like it's like watching a, a dying dog get on there and play. And yeah. I was like, whoa, Dad. Slash and Duff saved the show. Really? If it wasn't for Slash's playing skills, yeah, it would have been terrible. Duff did a great set too uh, the only song i can give them that axel did amazing on they did mm-hmm. a cover of black hole sun oh wow i love black oh, hole sun God. i grew up on that yeah song. like that song was amazing i love that song but i know you know i had to go out you know chris cornell chris rest in cornell, peace rest in peace it yeah. was it was an amazing beautiful cover and i'm glad for them like four minutes axel's voice actually came through they yeah. also did a cover of a uh, velvet revolver slither yeah, I which, remember that. Yeah. Which I mean, you Rest know, Rest in peace, Scott Wilder. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, that's basically Slash's other band. Well, was his other band whenever yeah. Scott was still around. So I'm sitting there like, man, I was like, this is beautiful. It was amazing. Dude, Scott Wilder's vocal. I love his vocal so much, dude. He's easily in my top five. Oh yeah. I mean, really, I I've loved Stone Temple Pilots, and uh, I liked Velvet Revolver. Oh yeah, I love Velvet Revolver. 
I mean, it sucks that, you know, Scott Wallen passed, and they ended up, they broke up, what, like, what, a few years after ego they Ego kills yeah, a lot of these guys, especially these super groups. Dude, especially, especially damn Axel. Okay, another thing that Axel did that I found hilarious, and I recorded a lot of Guns N' Roses because of this. Mm-hmm. He came out with different, like, a different hat and a scarf on each different song. Did he? <laughs> yes. In between songs, Slash would sit there and, like, shred the guitar, and Duff would be over there playing the fuck out of the bass for, like, a good five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then they would break into the next song. <laughs> and here would come damn Axel with, like, a bandana on and a hat back with a damn black scarf. And then the next song, he would have, like, his huge sun hat and, like, a purple scarf and a vest on. And I'm like, dude, can he not figure out his wardrobe? But that's, that's great. It was great. That sounds like Axel. Though, oh, yeah. Know? It was an amazing festival. Oh, the only other band. I did not go watch ZZ Top because I was waiting on Deftones, but I could hear yeah. them. Yeah. They still sounded amazing. My mom said that they played 18 tons, the country Hell, song. Yeah, yeah. He was like, he's like, I don't care if it's a fucking metal show. It's like, we're going to play you guys some country for you country fuckers. It's a great idea because it goes from past to present. Exactly. You know, you get a little bit of everything. You get oh, a little yeah. bit of... You know, like ZZ Top, Leonard Skinner. You get some Guns N' Roses. Then you get some Deftones, some you Anthrax, some, you some got, Slayer. Oh, yeah, you got your Thrash. You had a Whitechapel to cover yeah. your, uh, your really, really heavy, like, death metal. Yeah. You, the only thing that sucked is there was only one female vocalist there, which was New Year's Day, and they yeah. killed. I was hoping, like, I'm hoping to see, like, Hellstorm there next year or, you know, maybe in this moment. They would have fit great there. Oh, Hellstorm would have did amazing there. Yeah. Like, everybody did great. Uh, my dad actually enjoyed Whitechapel. That's cool. Because I showed him them a few months back, and he was like, what the fuck's wrong with you because they're so heavy? Yeah. And he said they put on an amazing show. Yeah. He loves Slayer. Uh, That's cool. You got to bond with your parents, dude. Dude. It was funny because the first day we go through the gates and like my parents are following me and my cousin and her friend and I turn around and I'm like, what are you kids doing? I was like, Mm -hmm. go, go, go play, go have fun. I was like, I don't want to see you guys till we get back to camp. I didn't see my parents except for maybe a few times while we were in the the venue all three days. That's cool, man. Uh, But I ain't gonna lie, hands down, for a first experience at a festival, I would not have traded anything from the ill planning because there was a lot of shit we had forgotten, but we know what to bring next year. Mm-hmm. Whenever we were packing up to leave, my dad looks at me. He goes, Charlotte, when do the ticket sales go on? He's like, I'm, he's like, I'm ready for next year. So I guess I started a damn yearly yeah. tradition with my dad now. That's awesome, though, man. Hey, uh, festivals is where it's at. I'm brings people you, together. Yeah, it really does. And I wish rock would just come more to the mainstream so we could open up those definitely, doors. Definitely, definitely. And as long as Exit 111 is going on, yeah. the only thing you heard every damn day was fucking Slayer. It didn't matter who was on that stage. You would hear someone yell out fucking Slayer, and the whole crowd would go nuts. Wow. We would be listening to, like, Deftones. Someone would yell out fucking Slayer, and <laughs> then the crowd would go nuts. Deftones would come on. They, we did that to Guns N' Roses. We'd be walking around the camp, but as long as Exit 111 lives on, Slayer will always live on. Nice. It was it was great. And my final closing thoughts, if you're a metal fan and you want to go have an amazing three-day weekend, hit up Exit 111. This was the, their first ever festival. This was the first ever 111 festival. Just the passion for music and the vibes you get from everybody, you can't describe it. 
Yeah. It's an amazing feeling. And I ain't going to lie, listening to From Ashes to New, me realizing it was the last day there, I almost started crying. Yeah. <laughs> but it was an amazing time from, from beginning to end. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Well, I'm glad you had a good time, homie. It sounds amazing. I, I caught some of the live videos and the other videos. Oh, yeah. and, uh, she'll be posting some on the Facebook page, guys, so look out for that. One thing I almost forgot, I got into my first death wall. It was wow. amazing. It happened to Sleeping With Sirens out of all bands. Really? The only band that had a death wall was Sleeping With Sirens. Damn. They were amazing, too. My dad even liked them. I was like, Dad, you like that high-pitched dude singing? Yeah. <laughs> he enjoyed it, but... Yeah, it was it was great. I can't wait for next year. I'm hoping to bring a lot of my friends with me. Yeah, we, we look forward to it. I'm definitely trying to go next year. It's Exit 111 Festival, guys, in Manchester, Tennessee. It's on the farm where Bonnaroo's at. Let me tell you, that place is fucking huge. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. And, guys, uh, here's to many more years of these great festivals. And speaking definitely. of festivals letty good transition here you know uh we had talked that metallica you know had to cancel some tour dates in australia and new zealand (laughs) well apparently they announced headlining gigs at 5 2020 u.s music i noticed i noticed that they were supposed to be it's supposed to be a two-day headlining at the epicenter which it was formerly known as carolina rebellion yeah, it says band will perform Friday and Sunday sets at Charlotte's Epicenter. Yep. Daytona Beach's Welcome to Rockville, Columbus's Sonic Temple. We've talked Sonic Temple yeah. and Epicenter. Louisville's Louder Than Life and Sacramento's Aftershock. Let's see. That's the thing that I don't get because I'd called up my cousin Kimmy because Metallica is like, she's on her list. They're on her list. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her about where they had to... Uh, cancel these past tour dates because of james's addiction relapsing yeah and i was telling her about it because i want to go to epicenter either either epicenter or sonic temple yeah and she was like well i'd go to it just to see metallica and that's the only people that's in the lineup right now and i told her i don't know about it because of the whole relapse thing what if he relapses right before it and they cancel all these tour dates again yeah life of an addict it's bound to happen yeah I mean, it says, days after Metallica launched a mysterious website accompanied by a clock counting down to Thursday afternoon, the metal legends have revealed the secret of Metallica XX, two night headlining slots at five music music festivals in 2020. So the dates on these are Epicenter May 1st and 3rd, Charlotte, North Carolina at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Welcome to Rockville May 8th and 10th in Daytona Beach, Florida at Daytona International Speedway. Sonic Temple May 15th and 17th in Columbus, Ohio at the MAPFRE Stadium. Louder Than Life Festival uh, September 18th and 20th. Louisville, Kentucky at Highland Festival Grounds. It's on my bucket list. Aftershock, October 9th and 11th in Sacramento, California at Discovery Park. I just like how fucking Metallica just comes in and gets two headlining I know, right? That's the thing that pisses me off, okay? Two days? Everybody likes Metallica. We all have our favorite Metallica song. Everybody does. I don't care if you listen to them on the daily or if you just have that one song. I don't give a shit if it's just Inner Sandman. I don't know. I lost touch with them, if I'm being honest. But, like, giving them two days... That's a little excessive. If it was somebody like Slayer... See, that's what kills me. They're fucking... They're entitled. Exactly. And and the old Metallica wasn't like that. No. And you're taking it away from somebody else that could headline that. Yeah. Festivals are a variety. They're supposed to be a variety, yeah. not... 
oh, here we are two days so you can go see. No, man. If, like, anybody deserved a two-day spot, in my opinion, it would be people like Slayer, Def Leppard, because I know they put on amazing shows. I mean, if they got a, a substantial, crazy amount of money, maybe, but those type of bands, they know what it's like. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe if somebody canceled or something yeah. like that. But, you know, festivals, like I said, they're a variety. You want to hear different bands, and, and you don't want a band to dominate. I mean, yeah, you're going to be like, oh, well, I like this band the best. Yeah, you know? but you, that comes from the experience. You're going to be like, well, I know yeah. if they ever go on a single show, there's a high chance you'll go see them. But at a festival, I don't want to see the same band two times in a row. Yeah, I, I really. And that, that that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's why... I used to love Metallica, and it's just stuff like that where it just, they made themselves unlikable. Yeah. So, all right, Letty, uh, last thing here in music. Uh, Rolling Stone put out this article where they're saying Showtime is wanting to put out a docuseries about Takashi 69 called <laughs> Takashi 69 The Rise and Fall of a Hip Hop Supervillain. <laughs> And th this is just so crazy Sorry. to me. This is so crazy to me because it says a three-part series will chronicle 6ix9ine's remarkable rise from a New York City deli clerk to a viral sensation to a convicted criminal currently in prison on federal racketeering and weapons charges. Well, he was a deli clerk. He started out selling meat. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know he, that. And, dude, he snitched after one, 24 hours after he got yeah. arrested. He wasn't a part of this game. No, he wasn't. I bet he was a musician. They're like, hey, look, we can maybe help each other. They're like, hey, man, listen, yeah. I'll give you security if you help funnel some cash into our illegal bullshit. Yeah, and he probably was like, oh, let me go do some illegal shit here so I look legit. He's like, and yeah, man, I went from a selling ham by the pound to... I feel like he's more of a poser. <laughs> he is. Not a super He's villain. not. It's docu-series. Yeah, not. It's, it's ridiculous, dude. Really, Showtime, y'all that hard up? Y'all got all these great shows, boxing and all this? Really? Let this sh dude go away, man. Seriously. He's like the Logan Paul of rap right he now. He really is. He's like is. the Paul brothers of rap. It's like no one cares, really. Just if we keep giving, but we keep giving him attention for some damn reason. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, let us know any of these stories. If you looked at the Exit 111 Festival, let us know who you would have liked to have heard. If yeah. anybody went, let us know. Go, go check out uh, the Cogs of War. They're amazing. That's where the pits always happen. They have some amazing videos. That's uh, Cogs of War, C-O-G-S. Yeah. They're amazing. I mean, and they're the pretty damn Gucci. I hung out with a few of them. Rock on. Right. Fucking Rock Slayer. On. Fucking Slayer. <laughs> All right, guys. So now we're on to some gaming news. Gaming. Guys, I got to tell you, we're starting here. Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 1 has begun. Ooh. But let's rewind. So the end of Season 10 was crazy. Me and Kinsley were sitting there. We actually put up a video where there was a live event, the rocket fires off. Next yeah. thing you know, it's fucking crazy. There's rockets going everywhere. They're going through these rifts. All the rifts hit the meteor. The meteor all of a sudden disappears. We're like, oh shit, where's it at? You look up. Next thing you know, there's like six, seven rockets circled around the meteor. It goes straight down. It knocks us like off the map. You're sitting down looking at the map. All of a sudden, the meteor hits. There's spiraling, and we all go down into this hole, and then all of a sudden, you're just staring at a black hole. 
We oh, sat damn. there for four fucking hours in a black looking hole. at this black hole. Me, <laughs> Darcy, Kinsley, and then it, it started throwing out numbers. And if you're familiar with the story, the visitor came here and he had messages and he, you know, toward the end of season 10, you had to collect some of his tapes and, you know, you guys can go look up the storyline yeah. and find out what the me- the numbers that they threw up, what the messages were. <clears throat> and pretty much for two days, there was no Fortnite. You were staring at this. Now, everybody's freaking out. Hole. I'm talking about I've seen kids breaking TVs cussing their mom out i mean dude. dude it was insane and even i was like now did i think it would last two days no but did i know what was going on i knew i said this is going to be downtime they're just it's build up yeah i mean they, you have to have that build up before you get the bam big old grand re- re- reveal in this case yeah and epic games is genius they are by far the greatest gaming company and i i'm i'm willing to say that against anything their marketing strategies are genius their storyline is genius things they got in the game and y'all can sit here and say oh this is a kid's game man i know people 70 some odd years old 60 50 40 play this game this is an amazing game that millions of players play so next thing you know, everybody's like, okay, we're going into season 11. Well, I started seeing leaks and stuff finally came out after the first day, which I knew it would be that Tuesday because this happened Sunday. Yeah. And I knew I, I started seeing Tuesday, Tuesday, and even Ninja threw out a hint. Turns out he knew the whole time yeah. what was going to happen. And I'm sitting here and I'm ready. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm getting a battle pass. Let's fucking go. I'm excited. And here we go. They turned it into Chapter 2, Season 1. Oh, damn. And it's pretty much like, dude, they vaulted so many of the old weapons. We had some returning, but I'm going to tell you a new few things. You can now fish in the game. You can fish. You can fish. You can swim. You can ride boats. Hell yeah. They fire rockets and shit. That's some Navy bullshit going on here, man. Yeah, it's crazy. And you can, like, fish, and there's, like, certain, like, you know, like in a in a real pond, how you'll see fish, and you'll see that bubble come up, and you're yeah. like, oh, there's fish there. Well, that's where you can get weapons. Oh, you fish weapons out. Yeah. yeah. You can now, uh, let's see, we got a whole new map. It has 13 new locations, and you have to go discover these yourself. Oh, damn. Like, it'll have question marks and be in gray until you go discover it. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that is the shit. And it seems like the map's bigger. But it is it is unbelievable. Like, it blew my mind. It was worth the 48 hours downtime. So there's lots of water-based fun, like I just told you guys. We got motorboats, swimming, fishing. Yeah. Now, you can now, number three here says, chance to be a better squad mate. You can now, when a, your teammates get knocked and they're down on the ground crawling, you can pick them up. Okay. And move them, which it's funny because even, you can even do it to the enemies. And I saw Tim the Tat Man; they 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 knocked him and start throwing him around. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! It was so fucking embarrassing, and you he was so pissed. But um, you can now do that. Uh, they got a bandage bazooka, which is like this bazooka. You can shoot bandages in each other. And number four here says a more aversive world. Bushes are like 2018, dude. 
It's all about letting you get more involved in your new sparkling new surroundings. You can now hide in haystacks and dumpsters. Yes, you can now oh, like jump in dumpsters and shit and like jump out on people, dude. So pulling that's a, really dope. They're pulling like an damn Assassin's Creed, killing people Hell in yeah, haystacks. yeah. You can do that. You can like jump. That like you won't take fall damage either. There's now uh, more ways to earn XP. I think there's like five different ways you can earn XP. Fishing better be one of them. Yeah, I think <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is actually. You can now, there's these little uh, circular little things in certain parts of the map where you can upgrade your weapons. If you have so many like wood, brick, and metal, you can upgrade your weapon rarity to from like if you got a common, you can go to an uncommon, uncommon to rare, and so on and so forth. So that's cool. Uh, the graphics are way, way better yeah, I this season. Yeah, I actually got to check out a little bit of gameplay. Uh, Dash yep. EXP was playing, and he was going live, and I was like, man, this looks way different yeah, than it what does. it did. It's like a whole new game. Now, when you get finished with a, like a match, you can just ready up and go straight into another one instead of going back to the lobby. Yeah. You know, or if you get eliminated early, you can go straight into another match. And they now have new blue chests and these blue ammo crates on top of the old ones. They're still in the game, too. But they give you, like, more, uh, like, better weapons with uh, epic or legendary rarity and stuff like that. But, Letty, I'm telling you, if I was obsessed with Fortnite before, I am times fucking 30 now. And my fiancé doesn't like me to say that, <laughs> but... You know, hey, at least I'm not doing drugs, right? Exactly. But, I mean, seriously, the all bullshit aside, man... Fortnite, th these guys, I, I don't know who's going to top them. I mean, you're literally yeah. going to have to either match or come with some really out-of-this-world shit on a video game. Yeah, you know who I haven't heard a lot of? Who? Apex Legends. Yeah. They're on, like, what, season three or season four now? Yeah, yeah they're, they're but, doing good. But I know, I know they're doing decent, but they're not pulling, like, Fortnite shit. No, dude. It's going to be, if you'll notice, a lot of these games, you, you get a popular... And Epic Games ain't stupid, dude. They know that, and they just keep going higher and higher. I think the only way Fortnite dies is if it kills itself. Yeah. When people were complaining about mechs and everything, oh, fuck this game. I have not, I barely heard anybody say anything bad about this season. Oh, Tifu, all them dudes love the season. And then you'll get guys like this dumbass Fortnite guy who had to make a video of what he didn't like about it. Look, dude, well, that's cool. Well, I mean, cool. everybody has to. Everybody's yeah. going to have, you know, the one little negative thing, but you always have that one motherfucker who just likes the bitch Yeah, everything. exactly. And it's like, dude, it's in a positive state. Why why make that video? They just want to, you know, yeah. be, be that negative Nancy, that Debbie Downer. I and, can't stand that kid, man. I liked him at first, and then he just started getting into the drama. I mean, which, look, we all like drama, but after a while, it's just like, dude, you're just clearly exactly. revolving. Your, you're doing yeah. it just for the attention exactly. of being that one negative person. But guys, I'm telling you, for those of y'all who do play Fortnite, add me up, capital S and sabotage where the O is. It's a zero space, capital G in gaming. And that's my Xbox gamer tag. Epic Games, it's literally just, just like that. Capital S, sabotage, space, capital G gaming in my Epic Games. So... Add me up, man. I'm telling you, it, it's like a whole new game, Letty. It, it would be a perfect time, really, for you to start because they took away a lot of the old weapons. It's kind of like they did a reboot. Yeah. I mean, there's still good shit in the game, but it's almost like they started a season one 
in, but in a new chapter. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they went back to an old type, the old way when they first yeah. started. It, it's crazy, dude. I'm happy to be a part of it. Oh, yeah. And I know a lot of people make fun of Fortnite. Not a lot, but some people do. And uh, let's be realistic. A lot of people are just jealous. I mean, Call of Duty isn't doing too good, but they did it to themselves. Yep. Uh, and that's just it. Um, but it, it's a great game, guys. Check it out. Uh, speaking of Call of Duty, we are getting ready. For we the are getting release. close. Yes. In five more days, five Modern more days. Warfare will be releasing, and I have not pre-ordered it. I just want to see how it does. I want to check it out, you know, through other players' eyes before I think if I, am, am I going to invest sixty bucks in this game. I got to tell you, a lot of people are pre-ordering this, dude. Like, oh, I know. Uh, I got some guys are. at work that are like, dude, get it. A buddy of mine, two buddies of mine at work want me to get it. One's on PlayStation, yeah. one's on PC, and they really want me to get it. Are they cross-platforming multiplayer on that? Yeah. They yeah. are? Yeah, Hell they yeah. are. They are. And that's, that's kind of why they want me to get it, because the only game right now that we can all play is Fortnite, Fortnite and they're not they're not like big fans of it but yeah. I, I don't if know. I'm not mistaken uh, Ruby's dad has actually pre-ordered it I think he's actually pretty pumped for it so yeah I, he, he's kind of like in the same set as me we want the boots on the ground we want to go back to the way Modern Warfare was because Modern Warfare 3 was where I really got into Call of Duty and Black Ops 2 is what set me off on the multiplayer so, if Call of Duty is going to make a comeback this has to be it. This has to be it. If this isn't it, I don't see them coming back. I, I don't either. I mean, maybe something crazy happens and, and, and they make another Black Ops or something. And, yeah. But, but to me, I just think when you've had two games that have been kind of dog shit. They, I know they got the league and everything, but if this game don't perform, I mean, is that league even relevant? Infinite Warfare is what put them down the fucking shitter yep. and... I don't know what they were thinking, why they thought it was a good a good idea. I don't either. I refuse to play that game and even give it a shot. Yeah. So, I mean, Black Ops 3 was good. I've not seen anything of Black Ops. I've not played any of Black Ops 4. I've heard it was decent. I, I Man, it's either people... I, I've heard a few people that liked it. I think it's kind of falls into the disappointment yeah. category. Yeah, I mean, the same with, what was it, World War? Yeah, the the World War One. I've seen Doctor Disrespect. Uh, uh, what a few other people that might rock it, but yeah, nowadays I've not seen a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, nowadays me. So I'm just I'm just hoping I'm hoping Modern Warfare revamps it like it needs to be, because I mean they're bringing back Price. I want to see Soap Macintosh yeah. on there. I, it's the first one I've been excited oh, for yeah. in years. Oh yeah, you know? I'm hoping it's not a disappointment because if it's if it doesn't do good that first week. And I don't see any good gameplay that I enjoy. I'm I'm not even going to think about getting it. Yeah, we'll see. Comes out next week. I'm excited. You're excited. Who knows, man? Maybe comes out it, on maybe, Friday. Maybe comes out Friday. Maybe something crazy happens, and, I hope and, so. and we give y'all a review soon. One more thing in gaming, oh, Terminator. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 11. Mortal Kombat 11, guys. Terminator uh, T-800 was released this week. The th third DLC Third character. DLC. Shang Tsung, Night Wolf. Now we got Terminator. Next is Joker. No, Sindel. Sindel's next. Yes. And that's the bitch I'm waiting for. Is oh. that, that's, don't she come out November 8th? Is it November I or December? I, I could have swore it was Joker November and then. No, Joker Sindel and Spawn. Joker and Spawn are the January. last. Two. They're 2020. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, she comes out this year. 
I know. I, I want to say the end of November is when she comes out. Because yeah. it's almost a two month. It's like a month and a half apart from Terminator. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, matter of fact, let's look it up. But uh, what are your thoughts on T-800 so far? Oh, the only thing I've got to do so far uh, where I was recuperating from being sick, I didn't get to play much. So what I did was, though, I got on there and I did his finisher. Yeah. I did the one with the bot. You sit there. He, like, shoots him, hits him with the bot. Pulls out his shotgun and blows him to bits. And I ain't going to lie, seeing that on my big-ass TV was amazing. Yeah. So I'm excited to give him a shot. My thing is, is he, if I'm not mistaken, he plays like a god character, the godlike fight style, and I'm not a big fan of those because I like to play quick. Like, Noob Cybot is my, like, number one character to play. He's kind of like Jax. Yeah, kind of like Jax and uh, Kotal Kahn. Yeah, which I, I, I've come to really like both Kotal Kahn and Jax. I've actually been using them more. Hell yeah. Uh, his other fatality, he pretty much takes the shotgun, shoots your uh, legs off. Yeah. You fall to the ground, he teleports you to where the machine T-800s are. You're crawling on the ground, the T-800 comes up with those laser whatever yeah. guns, shoots you and blows your chest out. So that one's cool. I really like his moves. I know in competitive, he has become popular. I can't remember the pro player that's been using him, but he did really well with him. I like Terminator T T eight hundred. I have used him. I, I've been using the the new. They made a third variation tournament for yeah. each guy. Yeah, they had yeah. two each. And man, these third variations on these, on these characters have made Katana a, a better, Kotal Kahn. A lot of the, a lot of the players that uh, characters that people weren't using, yeah. I noticed got a good buff. So it was cool to see like Kano. He's pretty good now with this variation. Shang Tsung. He he's got all the classic ninja moves. It's sick, but Terminator T eight hundred. If I had to rate him one to ten, I, I would go probably. I'd say eight. What would you give him? I'd give him. I give him a solid eight. I haven't yeah. got to actually do any matches with him. Mm -hmm. I mean, just on looks and voices and that fatality, I'll give him an eight. I can really give you uh, my true opinion next week because I plan on using him a lot this week. All right. Uh, real quick, the next DLC character, which will be the four of the six for the Combat Pack 1, will be Sindel, like Hell we said, yeah. Tuesday, November 26th. Yes. Oh, I can't wait for that bitch to drop. I have waited since they told me, since I knew she was going to be in the DLC pack. That's the God, only, she that's, looks good. That's the only reason I got the Combat Pass, was just for, well, for her and Spawn, that's it. Yeah. She looks good, too, man, and it's going to be very, very interesting to see her moveset. I can't wait. And Ed Boone said that something big is coming in Mortal Kombat 2020. He didn't say what. He was in Brazil from some gaming convention or something, and uh, he had mentioned there's a big surprise. But he said as far as the story mode, that's pretty much it, which is kind of sad. That Damn. Yeah, so that's pretty much... I mean, there's, he said he's still going to do stuff with Mortal Kombat, yeah. but I'm hoping it's the announcement of Injustice 3. Oh, man. It could be that. It could be the announcement, because, you know, everybody is spectating a second Combat Pass. Yeah, a Combat Pack 2, yeah. I think it'll be that. Uh, they, they've teased maybe it could be a movie. Could be. Another they they, they need to redeem themselves from Annihilation. As much as I love that movie, it was uh, pretty shitty yeah. when I went back and rewatched it. Yeah, it was. I mean, I grew up loving the two Mortal Kombat movies. The first one was good. Yeah. I, I still enjoy it to this day, but the second one, it's a. Uh, 
at not final. Too, not too sh it didn't age. It didn't age really well. <laughs> yeah. But all right, guys, that's it for gaming news. Uh, if you all want to comment on any of the stories, any of you Mortal Kombat fans, let us know. If anybody's playing Fortnite, let us know what you think of the new update. I'm telling you, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I think I'm on... I'm on the battle pass. I didn't get to talk a lot about it. I'll I'll go over that next week. But I'm on like tier or level twenty, tier twenty three. And uh, oh, by the way, you got medals you can earn now. Oh, by the way, yeah. in Fortnite. But I'll I'll discuss more on it next week. Um, it's still kind of fresh and yeah. new, so I'll learn everything and update you guys on it. But that's gonna do it. We got another creepy pasta. You know it's October, aka spoopy time. Spoopy time. I love spoopy time. Spoopy time. Uh, so we got a pretty good one for you today, oh, guys. Yeah. It 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 got me a spooping and shivering. Yeah, there was one. It was uh, kind of a school shooter type one. It was pretty crazy, but Whoa. we didn't know with all the school shooter stuff. Yeah. I didn't really think it was appropriate, but everybody has a story to tell. Here's ours. Come closer. I'd actually seen him on our way home from school. He looked dirty and disturbed and stared straight at us as our bus went by. We even made jokes about him, probably as our way of pretending we weren't afraid. He was incredibly out of place in our middle class suburb, so his mere presence felt threatening. Thus our panic when the three of us got off at our stop and saw him at the corner, about to look in our direction. He was between us and our houses and the bus had already pulled away, so we bolted from the bushes of a nearby yard. We weren't sure if he had seen us, but we peered through the leaves and saw him stalking our way, mutteringly randomly. Tim, my neighbor, insisted that he'd seen a large knife in the man's ragged clothing. Danny, a kid I hardly knew who had just moved to the neighborhood, insisted that he was just imagining it. That Tim's glasses must have reflected the song wrong or something. Still, we were terrified and the sidewalk was going to bring him right by us. It was Tim that broke and ran first, keeping low. I followed, my heart pounding, as we dove into the darkness underneath the porch of an unfamiliar house we had been hiding near. As we squeezed our bodies against the dirt, the grimy wood pressed into our backs, barely giving us enough room to breathe. From our hiding place, we could see the disturbed man turn into the yard in front of us and begin searching around, hitting the bushes and muttering angrily. I realized then that Danny wasn't with us, but I hadn't seen him where he'd gone. Tim had lost his glasses back at the bushes, and he just huddled in the shadows next to me in near-blind terror. We stayed there in silence, waiting. Wait, wait, wait. Every so often, whenever I almost thought it was safe to come out, footsteps would creep across the wooden porch above us. Tim almost sneezed once, but I covered his mouth and nose in stark fear. We waited there so long, the tone of the sunlight began to change. We hadn't heard the man searching about in a while, and I was just getting ready to peek out when footsteps clattered and a thud hit the wood directly above us. A split second later, Danny's face appeared in front of us upside down, and he looked at us through the lattice. A look of shock and surprise crossed his features at finally finding us. He whispered something, but I couldn't hear anything. He seemed to be saying, Come closer, so I figured the horrible man was still around and we had to be quiet and I inched forward. Danny's features grew fearful and he kept indicating something above us. Strangely, I still couldn't hear him. His eyes seemed to dim then. I inched forward a little bit more. I froze a moment in horror, then backed up. Tim mouthed to me, what did he say? 
and I just shook my head, completely in shock. Danny hadn't conveyed, come closer. He had mimed, he's up there. The drifter was unknowingly sitting right above us, waiting, because he knew we had to be somewhere in that yard. There was nothing to do but wait in silence, trying not to scream. I was glad Tim had lost his glasses. I lay there as darkness descended, waiting in unwavering terror and trying not to feel the glassy stare of Danny's severed head as it rested in the grass a foot away. All right, guys, on to everybody's favorite time of the show. It's been one of them motherfucking days. I tell y'all, it has been one of them motherfucking days, bitch. It's time Ooh, to rant. Let's rant. So guys, like last year, we talked to our, uh, my favorite paranormal <laughs> investigators and ladies, you know, fan of the movies. This is uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. As you guys know, they're probably the most famous paranormal investigators. One might say they, they started it all. I mean, I don't know. If you guys know somebody before them, let me know. But we're just going to discuss skeptic versus believer, use the Warrens' cases, and see... You know, if Letty believes, if she doesn't, if I believe, if skeptic, you guys get it, kind of do a little uh, versus type deal. And then we're going to take their most famous cases and then put ourselves in their shit. Like, what would we do if that was happening to us type deal? Like, saying we both believed and everything. So, kind of a little mixture of stuff here. But, Letty, are you ready? I'm ready, spaghetti. All right, let's have a rant. So, Letty, you know, Ed and Lorraine Warren, many famous movies that was based on them. You know, you got Annabelle. The Conjuring, a.k.a. about the Perrin family, Amityville yep. Horror, Enfield, which Mentally was... Ill from Amityville. The Conjuring oh, 2, yeah. I mean, dude, the list goes on. Uh, Haunting in Connecticut. Jesus, these guys were a part of so many just famous ones. I think the one that they would consider their most famous one would be Amityville. Yeah. And I think there was a lot of stuff that happened there that they won't forget, and... Unfortunately, both Ed and Lorraine Warren have passed away. Edward Warren Miney, born September 7th, 1926. He passed August 23rd of 2006. And Lorraine Rita Warren was born January 31st, 1927. And she passed April 18th of this year. Let's be honest, when it comes to paranormal investigators, Ed and Lorraine Warren put it on the map. They, they thought, hey, if you're seeing this stuff, if this stuff is going on in your house or, or with your family anywhere around you it's okay to reach out you know there's nothing wrong with you so i i think they helped a lot of people they lived long healthy lives i mean they've seen stuff that would probably freak most of us out think about it it's probably like halloween for them every damn day but i feel like they did a lot of good and despite what the skeptics say there's always skeptics out there when they don't believe something it's just automatically not true and to me they're both living legends that left this earth educating people about the paranormal and we'll never forget ed and lorraine warren and may they rest in peace so so, Letty, you, you would consider yourself a skeptic. Yeah. Explain to everybody why you feel that way. Well, the reason I feel this way is, for me, I'm all about seeing is believing. Besides the instance I told y'all about last time we talked about this, whenever EJ and Kevin was on, whenever I was little, I was about, I was about eight or nine, we were at our house. We lived in a one-bedroom farmhouse. My brother and sister slept in the living room on couches, and I had a 
I had a, a bed in the kitchen. We we had a curtain, so I had my own little room. And we were in the house. We were sitting there, you know, just chilling. I'm pretty sure me and Bubba was playing the PlayStation. And my mom was outside hanging up clothes. My dad was up the road at this acre of land that we used to own. He was feeding and watering the hogs. Well, all of a sudden, like, all three of us heard this. We all heard a voice saying, hey, you guys and guys and girls. Like, the dude off the damn Goonies was trying to, like, haunt my damn house. Hey, you guys and, and girls. girls. Yeah, basically. Yeah. He, was, he was just like, hey. like, And it was a deep voice. See, I'm the oldest, so my brother would have been, like, six. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he hadn't went through puberty or anything. He still had his little squeaky little kid's voice, and my sister had a squeaky high-pitched voice, and same for me. Well, uh, all of a sudden, we, like, ran to my mom and was telling her what we heard. And she just played it off like, you know, we were just imagining something because the game was paused. No one was saying anything, and we just heard that. It so, was just out of nowhere. It was just out of nowhere, and that's literally the only instance. You would you would think that would make me a believer, but the only thing that I could think of was that the radio outside was playing, oh, and we might have heard you're that. you're one of those. Hey, if I can find a way to prove it that it didn't happen, I'm going to because I want... Oh, you think the radio might have been like, hey, guys and girls, yeah, what are you doing? It could have been, and it's just like... Yeah, lady, if it was the fucking 50s. <laughs> I know, right? But, I'm playing, But I'm yeah, playing. that's like literally the only instance I've had. A lot of people are seeing as believing. Um, it takes a lot for me because a lot of people are like... Well, they're spirits, and they're angels. I'm like, bitch, no, listen. That's what I grew up around a lot, and me being atheist, I just didn't believe I it. I feel like angels you wouldn't see. Like, yeah. I feel like that would be God sending angels to watch over you, and, and, and I, you wouldn't see them, kind of like with God. Like, when you die, maybe your spirit doesn't cross over. And I don't know, maybe God sends you there. I don't know, maybe it could be a demon that, exactly. that somehow interferes with you crossing over. I don't know. Yeah, and see, back then, that was back before, like, anybody really close had passed. So I couldn't think of who the hell it could be. It could be just uh, whoever lived there before. That, I, I mean, mean but you, you never know. But besides that, the only, I mean, I've, I've played with a Ouija board, but I thought it was just my cousin fucking with me because I asked the uh, asked the Ouija board when I was going to die, and it was like 79, and I'm like, well, hell, i got a long ways to go if this is real. Yeah, so, but what, like 2,079? No, I, would, I asked how old I would be, and they said I'd die at 79. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, that's I got a good like 50, run. I got 50-some years to go, that's man. That's a good run. Party hard, man. You like out doing heroin. I know. I'm ass. like, we'll test this out, guys. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> but, uh, all right, so... What makes me believe? I, yeah, I've what had makes you believe, DT? I've had experiences, especially here where I live now, man, where it's like sometimes you wake up at night, and seemingly I always seem to wake up three or four in the morning, and, man, it just always, I just feel like somebody's watching me. Like, yeah. Even when I take a shower, like I hear stuff here. My daughter, to this day, will not sleep in her room anymore. Yeah. Well, I can't prove it. I yeah. mean, EJ and Kevin was here. They just did some minor stuff. And, you know, I, they could probably tell something was weird was here. But that's not like a full investigation. Who knows? It could be some other stuff. And now, I've been to, like, Sheffy's Hollow, some other experiences, like where the skeptic chick was in that. We were in that Irwin house, uh, yeah. um, tuberculosis kids hospital, and she started choking. Sometimes, you know, when we die, we don't cross over, and you're left in a vessel yeah. whether it be a place or whatever 
I've had things happen, man, where I'm just like, look, you sit there, obviously, and try, okay, well, could it have been this? Yeah. And you just start, okay, well, no, that couldn't have happened. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I've been left with, dude, that had to be something yeah. paranormal. I haven't had anything like where I've, like the, the Perrin family, where they dealt with all that. So, I mean, I guess it's easy for us to sit here and talk about it and fun, but, I mean, my God, I couldn't imagine yeah, dealing I mean, if, with that. Yeah, I mean, if the, you know, the shit they went through... I mean, I'm going to say if because, you know, I'm a skeptic. If, you know, everything did happen the way it did, it's going to be fucking nuts. So the Warrens uh, in 1968, we'll start here. All right. Uh, Del, it's a two roommates claimed their Raggedy Ann doll, a.k.a. Annabelle, Annabelle, was possessed by a spirit of a young girl named Annabelle Higgins. The Warrens took the doll, telling the roommates it was, quote, being manipulated by an inhuman presence, unquote. Pretty much a demon. Yeah. And put it on display in the family's cult, un, occult museum, which, you know, the Warrens have a famous museum yeah. where uh, Annabelle now sits in a glass case. The horror films Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, and then now they have, uh, Annab- she makes a little appearance in The Conjuring, and then you got Annabelle Comes Home, which I want to see that because a lot of the stuff they have in their museum kind of yeah. comes to life in that movie, so that would be cool as shit. And so with Annabelle, like, what do you think of this story? Like, do you believe this story? See, when it comes to stuff like that, okay, yeah, I get they say that, Demons can attach themselves to, you know, little possessions. In this case, the Raggedy Ann doll. Or it, usually it's kids. Yeah, it's, yeah kids it's normally stuff. have to deal with kids or it, it attaches to one of them possessions. I just, it's hard for me to believe that a little Raggedy Ann doll could, like, sit there and fuck with you, like, so bad. And my biggest thing that I don't get, yes, the Raggedy Ann doll is in a glass case. How was that keeping the demon or the, the kid spirit that's attached to it from escaping because they lock it in there they have a priest come he says a prayer and, and it keeps it, it in it keeps it in all right well <laughs> i mean but i yeah, could that, see yeah. how it's I, my biggest thing i mean i would ask the question oh okay demons can do everything but they can't escape glass Yeah, they, they can't escape glass they can go over here and make old but but maybe there's like a prayer where it can trap it like how they latch on to vessels yeah maybe they can contain it to a vessel we're not investigators yeah Yeah. so Uh, i'm like you when it comes to annabelle would i go up uh now there was a couple like bikers that went to the you know occult museum and they were like beating on the glass next thing you know they left on their motorcycle and i think the guy died yeah he hit a tree and she was critically injured now i wouldn't do that I wouldn't test it. No, man. I mean, I wouldn't test it to, to like that. I wouldn't go up and be like, hey, are you yeah. alive? Are yeah. you going to kill me? Or open it up and like yeah. hold it. Yeah, not like let it sit there. Okay, I'm, I'm a skeptic. I'm not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to test the unknown. Yeah. Okay. You're a skeptic, but you don't want to see if it's real. I mean, where are you? Not, not with Annabelle. I mean, if it's anywhere close to the movies, like those movies were pretty, they were pretty spoopy. I mean, so. yeah, and a lot of people truly believe Annabelle is real. I don't know. Maybe some people want to believe. but Dude, I just wish in the movies they would have used an actual Raggedy Ann doll. Because I ain't going to lie. Yeah, I do too. Annabelle is kind of creepy. But seeing something as innocent as a Raggedy Ann doll fuck with people yeah that, that just that just brings more terror to it so yeah and the story is there was two guys a girl they were all living in this dorm that, yeah and it mainly messed with the guy and it would like leave uh parch paper which i think they made from what like old 19th century yeah, something, like, something that. like that 
and it would leave play with me and next thing you know they started having bad dreams and everywhere they would sit the doll it would be in another room it would yeah. and then it started really like scratching the guy he would see it crawl up his legs and start choking him and shit like i, I think he would think dreaming it yeah. kind of but it, it was messing with him and then that's when the warrens stepped in and they took the doll but you know when it comes to this one i gotta be honest I'm on the fence because I, I don't know. Um, they do have a priest come in and bless everything, yeah. so maybe that can contain it. But I could see the skeptic side. Of yeah, it, you know? I mean it's a it's a it's a kid's toy. I mean unless like somehow the 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 spirit that possessed it like was making the other adults do it to each other. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, but them having it in a case, yeah, it might get blessed by a priest. But you're also talking to an atheist, too. So that yeah. that's still skeptical for me, too. All right. So, I mean, if the blessing does work, then Gucci. I'm glad that it's keeping it contained. Yeah, yeah. In 1971, the Warrens claimed that the Harrisville, Rhode Island home of the Perrin family was haunted by a witch who lived there in the early 19th century, Bathsheba. According to the Warrens, Bathsheba Sherman cursed the land so that wh whoever lived there somehow died a terrible death. Yeah. The story is subject of the 2013 film The Conjuring, which is one of my favorites it's a of good all movie. time. Lorraine Warren was a consultant to the production and appeared in a cameo role in the film. A reporter for the USA Today covered the film's supposed factual grounding. This one right here really intrigues me because this movie really doesn't. It doesn't give, do it. Give what justice, really happened. What, justice, yeah, yes. from what you've told, what you've told me, from what really happened. I mean, it hits a lot, but it doesn't do the justice that it. Yeah, like done. like the dead soldiers in the wall. That would that, that the, would fuck with yeah, somebody. Yeah, man. They're, the wo the woman that wrote it, and I'm gonna have to look this up. Give me what do you think of the Conjuring and the Parron family? Like what right. what about what do you think about this one? Okay, if that shit really did happen, why would you stay there for ten years? That's my biggest thing. Is the f I mean, that's white people for you. That's yeah. some white people bullshit right yeah. there. Because the way I see it. Okay, me being a skeptic, if I'm moving to a place and there's some paranormal shit going on, and I'm like, hey, man, I bring EJ and Kevin over, and they're just like, yo, there's some spooky shit going on, I'll be like, listen, can I crash at your place until yeah. I find a place? Yeah, really. I'd really. be like, listen, I'll rip up my lease and be like, I'm done. You can keep my deposit. I'm not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Someone in their right mind would do that. Well, like we've said before, a lot of the family, they were torn on whether or not they wanted to leave. Some said it was the best 10 years. Some I don't get that because, I mean, imagine, okay, especially like being a kid. Why would you want your children to go through that? It's my biggest thing. It's like, why would you want your kids to sit there and never be able to sleep? because of like you said the dead soldiers in the wall like moaning at night because they're going through so much pain or you sit there you look and there's like some spooky bitch out my damn window and next thing you know i'm there'd be so much money into renovating everything that i would fuck up because i'd be throwing the first thing i find well i think what it was later they couldn't really afford it true i mean and when yeah, you can't that's... afford it you can't afford it and I don't know, man. Maybe after a while, if it's not personally attacking you, maybe you just learn to deal with it. But me, I don't see how you can no. ever deal with that. And oh, God, it, no. It not said, for 10 years. No. It says, January 1971, the parent family moved into a 14-room farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island. That's another thing. If you get something like that, and it's like dirt cheap, yeah. ask questions. Yeah, don't just be like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to renovate this and flip it. No, nah, man, it never works out like that. 
And I don't, but I don't really see the, you know, real estate agent going, yeah, oh, Bathsheba really fucked this place up. <laughs> yeah, man's like, do y'all believe in witches? I'd be like, no. Why? I'd be like, good answer. And she then cursed the land so that everybody dies a horrible death, but here's the price. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be like, it, it's only just a couple of grand for this 14 bedroom house. You just got to do some renovations. Uh, there's some leaky pops, some dead soldiers, and, uh, you know, there's a nice pond out back. <laughs> yeah, it says, uh,. <laughs> Where Carolyn, Roger, and their five daughters began to notice strange things happening almost immediately exactly. after they moved in. It started small. Carolyn would notice the broom went missing or seemed to move from place to place on its own. She would hear the sound of something scraping against the kettle in the kitchen when no one was in there. She'd find small piles of dirt in the center of newly cleaned kitchen floor. The girls began to notice spirits around the house for the most part. They were harmless. There were a few, however, that were angry. Now... There was a lot. Yeah, there of was spirits a lot. in this house from dead soldiers. Uh, the the youngest that made the movie said that she noticed as soon as they were moving in, there was a guy in there. She thought the guy was like a helping mover. out. Turns out he was a spirit. And now this one right here, I, I do believe. Is it a little suspect why they just didn't up and leave? But hey, look. Then I can understand. But yeah. I would have, I would have at least tried to find a family member, a family member for like my kids to stay with. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's five of them. Yeah. But come on, man. I'm pretty sure. I think they did, and they just couldn't find anybody that would take them all in. All that, that That's what happened. And they didn't have the money to move, and, and I yeah. get it. But, man, at some point, I'm like, look, we're sleeping in the car. You oh, know? yeah. Or if I sat there and I just cleaned my kitchen and some asshole ghost did that, I'd be like, listen, I'm getting a priest in here, and y'all are going to be gone by tomorrow, so you better quit your shit. Shit, my fiance lose it. She goes off on me for a little something on the counter. She'd be cussing <laughs> this ghost. This motherfucker probably I'd be beat fight, us up. I'd be, I'd be throwing some hands with some ghosts, be like, listen, I got a crucifix and some sage. Y'all better quit your shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to their most famous one. Um, we got Amityville. Amityville. Yeah, oh, Amityville. Man. Now, the Warrens are probably best known for their involvement in the 1976 Amityville horror case in which New, in which New York couple George and Kathy Lutz claimed that their house was haunted by a violent demonic presence so intense that it eventually drove them out of their home. Yeah. The Amityville Horror Conspiracy author Stephen and Roxanne Kaplan characterized the case as a quote-unquote hoax. Lorraine Warren told a reporter for the Express Times newspaper that the Amityville Horror was not a hoax. The reported haunting was basis for the 1977 book, The Amityville Horror, yep. and adopted into the 1979 and 2005 films of the same name, while also serving as an inspiration for the film series that followed the Warrens' version of events is partially adapted and portrayed in the opening sequence of The Conjuring 2. According to Benjamin Raffer, the story was, quote, refuted by witnesses, investigations, and forensic evidence, unquote. In 1979, lawyer William Weber reportedly stated that he, Jay Anson, and the occupants, quote-unquote, invented the horror story, quote-unquote, over many bottles of wine. I don't think this was just conjured no. up over, hey, let's no. get drunk. And that is one hell of a descriptive, made-up yeah, story. Yeah, because, I mean, out of all the stories, this one right here has to be the most believable for me. Yeah. Because your mind can play a lot of tricks on you. Yeah. You sit there, your mind plays all these tricks. It can drive you mad. Yeah. And then you get away from that place, and then, you know, you get that relief. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah. You get the chemicals in your brain that relieves you of all this crazy shit you've seen. Or, you know, seeing quotations. 
and you can go back to normal. It's, well, a, it's a yeah. lot to do with the mind. Yeah, and it, it, it drove the guy <laughs> insane. It, it, one guy before the Lutz family to kill his family. Yeah, to kill his family. And then he tried to, you know, in turn plead insanity. And I think the Warrens had even helped him during the court case, his court case. But I don't. It didn't work, obviously. But this right here is probably their most famous and one that, I mean, I know they tried to do a seance in there that went horribly wrong. They have the famous picture yeah. that they took of that ghost kid looking out. Exactly. And I got to tell you, if I lived here, I don't blame the Lutz family. I don't even think it was a month and they moved out. Oh, yeah. See, now you got a family with some damn common sense right there. you damn right. And I know they had a priest come in there and they went to the famous scene in the movie. It said, get out and had all yeah. the flies in there. Now, that was true. That oh, really yeah. happened. And if I live this shit right here, uh, here, here's my movie opening scene. Get out. All right. <laughs> All right. All let right. me pack my shit. Roll Be calling my mom. Yep. Hey, mom, I'm going to live with you. Oh, I can't. I'll sleep in the car. Roll credits. I'll be outside <laughs> just so I'll have a place, you know, in yep. case I need to use the bathroom or the shower. I'll yeah. go live at the TA. They have free showers. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. <laughs> Roll credits. Roll <laughs> credits. Movie over. But, uh, what do you think of this one, man? Like I mean, Sheesh. like I said, that's about the only believable one I could, just because of how the mind works. You sit there, you move into a place, you find out, hey, the the husband before here went nuts and killed people, and then you know people get curious, they start looking shit up. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they get drove mad because they're trying to figure out why it happened, and then I that, mean, this one was violent. Yeah, this one was Hitting, violent. Yeah, dude. So. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. It it, came, it gave for a really great uh, remake with Ryan Reynolds in it. So I mean, I love that movie to death. I like the nineteen seventy. That one is a good too. Or seventy nine movie. Yeah, the seventy nine movie is better, but yeah. it actually came with a really good remake. Yeah. And seeing Ryan Reynolds, I mean, that's always a good movie oh, for me. God. <laughs> for the whole Deadpool, yeah. he was. He, I mean, he's a great actor. So yeah, he did good in that movie. He did. He did. Uh, next, we got in the 1977, the Warrens investigated claims that a family in North London suburb of Enfield was haunted by a poltergeist activity. While a number of independent observers dismissed this incident as a hoax carried out by an attention-hungry, quote-unquote, children, the Warrens were convinced that it was a case of, quote-unquote, demonic possession. The story was the inspiration for The Conjuring 2, although critics say the Warrens were involved, quote, to a far lesser degree than portrayed in the movie, unquote, and in fact had shown up to the scene uninvited and, and been refused, ad oh, and re had been refused admittance to the home. Because I know there was a, a guy, I can't remember the guy's name right off, who took over a lot of this case and was actually trying to convince the warrens that hey this is real um i gotta tell you though this is one i really don't believe i mean maybe stuff happened yeah but i think they exaggerated a yeah. lot of it's it because, a lot of attention because just too much stuff happened on cue like they did an interview with the girl now i know the the girl gets pissed and she actually she was older they did an interview with her, and she got pretty emotional when people were, were like, saying that she it faked was faked. It. Yeah. I, it, there's just too many holes in these stories. Yeah. And, and their stories, you well, know. Well, see, and she was so young, you could have, like, some Stockholm Syndrome going on to where, in her mind, it was so real. But, like, say her parents was like, nah, man, you need to do this. And then she's just stuck with that, and that's what she's left with. But the only thing that, that really I, I kind of wonder if this really did happen is that two cops 
came in and backed this. Yeah. Because shit was moving, and, and the two cops were there, and maybe they were dirty cops. They could have took a bribe, but yeah. they were pretty dead set on, hey, look, this, this is happened. real. This happened. There was even be people walking by their place and would see the girl in the air. Um, so I, this could be one we're pretty far wrong on. I, I, I don't know. It could be. I'm just, I don't know, man. I, I would need to be convinced more. Yeah. And I've heard recordings. I really looked into this. Yeah. I really did because I'm a huge fan of the Conjuring movie. Anything James Wan did for the Warrens movie-wise, I watched it's it. It's amazing. I guess we'll go, uh, last one we'll do here is the Snedeker House. I'm going to guess this is uh, Haunting in Connecticut, which yeah. was another famous one. Uh, in 1986, Edna Warren arrived and proclaimed the Snedeker House, a former funeral home, to be infested with demons. Yeah, yeah, this is haunting in Connecticut. The case was featured in the 92 book, In a Dark Place, The Story of a True Haunting, a TV movie that later became part of the Discovery Channel series, A Haunting, which that's yeah. a damn good movie series. That was produced in 2002. Uh, the Haunting in Connecticut, a film very loosely based on the Warrens' version of events and directed by Peter Cornwell, was released in 2009 by horror author Ray Gardner, who wrote an account of the alleged haunting of the Snedeker family in Southington, Connecticut, later called into question the veracity of the accounts contained in this book, saying, quote, the family involved, which was going through some serious problems like alcoholism and drug addiction, could not keep their story straight, and I became very frustrated. It's hard writing a nonfiction book when all the people involved are telling you different stories, unquote. To, a para to paranormal investigator Benjamin Radford, Garton said of Lorraine, it, quote, if she told me the sun would come up tomorrow morning, I'd get a second opinion, unquote. This one right here, I, I gotta believe it. Drug addiction or not, alcoholism, I mean, dude, a funeral home was here. Exactly. And, and I mean, it apparently they did horrible things to the bodies. Some necrophilia going So you on. could see, yeah. you could see how some spirits may have got trapped there. Yeah, I could, because, uh... I mean, everybody knows, you know, funeral homes are terrible places. Yeah. A lot of a lot of dead travels through there and you get someone, you know, getting frisky with the dead, that's gonna piss off the dead. Yeah. I mean there was other stuff like like, like crazy seances and yeah. stuff like that, I think, took place there. Other really twisted shit. Um, let me tell you how my movie goes. Oh, this was a funeral home. Thank you. Uh, roll credits. Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> roll credits. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a bunch of... When it comes to shit like this, I'm just like, well, for one, you need to like use your noggin. If you told me, hey, this this place used to be an old funeral home, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go rent the apartment next to the crackheads. Yeah, you really. Know? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'd rather I, do that. I think some states, they have to tell you if like yeah. a horrific murder happened. There are some states, and there's some states that don't. That don't have to. I feel like, out of respect, you should maybe mention it. I mean, who knows? You could call a priest in to bless the home. It, you, your problem could be gone. Boom. No, man, I'd just be like, that'd be... Whenever I start searching for a house to buy, that's going to be my first thing. Did anybody die in here? Yeah. And if they're like, yeah, I'll be like, well, let's go somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, if something's too good to be true, <laughs> it is. It, it is. Yeah, exactly. And and I think a lot of people, they just get desperate or they don't believe. Yeah. It'll be like my biggest thing. They'll be like, well, they say it's haunted. And I'm going to be like, can I stay here for just one week? I want to be, I want to, I don't want to be skeptical of ghosts anymore. That's yeah. what I keep telling EJ and Kevin. 
Because last year, I did go on a ghost hunt with them. You better be careful with that. I know. I See, last year, I did go on a ghost hunt with them. We went down to the old jail here uh, in Greenville. Well, the only thing that really happened is I watched them take a pack of batteries, open it, put it in their grid lots, and it immediately went dead. Mm. Just the, That was the only activity we got, though. I just, I don't know, man. I, maybe there's activity there. I'm, I mean, there probably is. Well, there was. But I don't, I don't think like me, like Sheffy's Hollow, man. That place always had something happen. Yeah. But I mean, there. I've just seen so many crazy places, and to me, when I went in, we didn't have no camera. I mean, you know, back then. Yeah, it no one. Real... It was the, you barely even had a damn flip phone in your pocket. Yeah, exactly, and. That's what I feel like. Like I just feel like some ghost, like when people come in with cameras and all that. That's why you see a lot of those shows. Yeah, that don't have nothing happen. I don't know. I just feel like some ghosts maybe don't care, and you know. Then I think there's people that do fake it, and then that in turn would create you know like a skeptic like you. Yeah. See, that's that's my biggest thing is the day I come on here and I tell you I believe in ghosts, you better know that shit's real because I'm the biggest skeptic, and I always find a way. To figure out if it's fake, which that's basically what a ghost hunter does. They find ways to make it not true before they realize, hey, man, this shit's haunted. Exactly. So to top this episode off, Letty, out of the ones that we discussed here, out of all these, Amityville, you know, the Snedeker house, all these, if you were involved in any, which one of these would scare the absolute shit out of you? Mine would have to be... Probably the Amityville one, because just knowing that if something drove me insane enough to where I wanted to kill my own family, that's mm-hmm. that's just terrifying. Yeah, that has yeah. to be mine. My, my, yeah, and mine would be I don't know, man, messing with witches and stuff. The parent family, True. what all they went with. I mean, it had to be their ten years oh, just getting yeah. tortured, kind of like the uh, the Bell Witch, man. Yeah. Like they the shit they just went through. And, you know, that was back in a time when you couldn't move. But. No, you couldn't. But, all right, guys, let us know. If you're familiar with Ed and Lorraine Warren, uh, maybe we didn't discuss one of their famous cases here. I mean, I know there's some we missed. But uh, let us know your favorite. If you like any of the ones we discussed right now, let us know, man. But that's going to do it for Episode 67 of the Ready, Set, Show podcast. We would like to thank you guys for joining us on another exciting week. And guys, you know, I thank you all for being patient, bearing with our schedule as we hope to get one out every week sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you get sick and you ain't been sick in over a year and a half. It kind of just sneaks up on you and gets you from the backside. Yeah, or work (laughs) or whatever, you know. I mean, that work. we, we grind it out, though. We'll make it happen. It may not be every week, but make no mistake, it won't go past. You yeah, know, it's a, it, we'll have an episode out at least every two weeks. Yeah, for sure. For, for, sure. for a fact. But guys, as always, go to our pinned posts that we made on our Facebook page at RSS Podcast. Anything you want to know, Apple Podcast page, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, any of those. Go give those a follow, a subscribe, our YouTube channel, any of them. You can hear our uh, any episode there. Leave us a comment, man, on uh, any of our social media pages, on any of our streaming platforms. We would love to hear what you guys think of the show, guys. We hope y'all have a great Halloween. We will have an episode out right before Halloween. Halloween! 
Halloween-y. Spoopy time. Spoopy time. But guys, thank y'all for joining us for episode 67 of the Ready, Set, Show podcast. I'm DT. And I'm Letty. And remember, this is podcast greatness. Where greatness never dies. We out. Deuces. Peace. Woo.